Today's podcast is sponsored by Youth Ministry Booster, an online youth ministry resource network that for $25 a month provides all the graphics, games, visuals, resources, and community support that you need to enhance your large group gatherings. Boost your youth ministry at www.youthministrybooster.com. Get everything you need to make your next teaching series great. Visit www.youthministrybooster.com and get boosted today. reflection in youth ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After 9, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 82 of After 9 and we like what we've got for you this week. Hopefully you've enjoyed the last few episodes, taking a little break from our interview question style, talking about some specific topics, middle school and high school ministry. But this week, we're back on it. We've got a blogger from the booster, a voice that you will come to appreciate and love, not only for what he has to say, but the accent with which he says it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited for you to hear from our friend John Coombs today. He is an Aussie. And he has got not only some wit, some wisdom, and some fun new words to say and share with you, but it's also a really heartfelt interview for our friends, reminding us that youth ministry is bigger than the city or state that you're in, and yet it has some universal similarities and struggles. And so for all the times that we ask the question, does it matter? Is it worth it? Who are these kids that I'm ministering to? Know that half a world away, there's probably another youth pastor asking those same questions in a different time zone. And so we were lucky enough to find our new friend a few months back. He's been writing. We've excited to not only have his written word, but now his voice. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this interview with John Coombs. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of After Nine, interviewing on our summer series here, one of our amazing bloggers. But this guy is not only one of my favorite people, he also is the After Nine blogger that writes from the farthest away. And so, everybody, I want you to meet uh, youth minister, uh, conference speaker, writer, pastor, John Coombs, all the way down from Australia. So say hello to the audience, John. Oh, g'day, Zach. G'day, everyone. I'll throw in a g'day just to show that I'm legit Australian. So, uh, yeah, no, great to be with you. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to the conversation. Oh, man. Well, so I, I love that we actually got connected because of the online aspect of, of youth ministry and the blogosphere and the podcast network. Uh, when you when you're dealing in youth ministry, there's only so many people that do it, and eventually you're just going to cross paths with people that are you know in other states and other places, and that's why we love the internet because we can find friends all over the world doing ministry in new places and new ways. And so, John, I really appreciated reading the things that you've written, and so we'll we'll kind of refer to some of those things throughout and post links in the bottom. That's one of the ways that we came to know John was not just from his work in youth ministry, but his writings about youth ministry. So we wanted to put a voice a face with with the writings. So we're going to ask you the after nine questions and kind of walk you through some of these things. And maybe you can give 
the rest of our audience to kind of like look behind the curtain uh, of doing uh, youth ministry in Australia and maybe the things that you've learned and are working on in that way. And so I guess the first question for you, friend, is uh, what, what what did you do to kind of get into youth ministry? Like I think for a lot of us, the, the question is, you know, there's other things that we could be doing. Uh, so why this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Well, again, thanks for uh, having me, Zach. It was, it was great to connect with you and Chad. Uh, online and uh, I have you in my ears or did have you in my ears at the gym regularly so I was uh, hearing your your funny accents come through my uh, <laughs> my uh, my headphones then so uh, that good but, draw. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely but uh, no getting into youth ministry oh it's just an exciting place to be so why not jump in but um Really, I suppose I was brought up as a pastor's kid, so my dad was a minister, okay. growing up in the church, you know. I reckon I, I even had a conversation with my youth pastor at the time saying, I reckon I could do your job. It doesn't look that hard, you know. It seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, I have good times all the time, yeah. That's right. Ignorance is bliss, isn't it? So, um, but but I suppose seeing, you know, how the church operated and, and – what youth ministry was like, uh, I I found myself, you know, actually feeling even as a, a late high schooler, quite invested in the youth group that we had, and uh, you know, so much so that when the youth pastor left, I was like, "Hey, I'll put my hand up to you know help coordinate this." At what age? At what, what at what ripe age are you like volunteering to lead the youth group? Oh, probably around 17, 18 at that point. Saying, okay, hey, I'll help okay. coordinate this. We've got no youth pastor. Who else is going to step in? And, uh, you sure, know, the, yeah. the deacons were like, yeah, all right, go for it. We'll just give a bit of adult <laughs> supervision, of course, you know, sure, so sure. that things don't go too, too wrong. But um, there was a day, the first day that we were set to, to lead, um, I got a call that morning. I think it was from my dad, who was the minister at the time, and uh, he said, uh, he said, "Oh, our uh, your your adult leader has has walked out. Like they they walked out of the church. Like they weren't coming back. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, they're not coming tonight on our beach trip that we've organised. Then, so uh, sort of step into it, step into the fire by uh, by just getting on top of it and doing it. There's no yeah. There's no greater baptism by fire for youth ministry than having to scramble last minute adult leaders. I mean that is." If there was ever like it's either like the thing that kids like caught on fire or messed up as like the most like quintessential youth ministry story, or it's the okay, I'm supposed to take these kids on a trip, a camp, or a mission trip, and like my adult leaders just bailed and I don't know what to do next. Well, hey, but welcome to youth ministry, like first week, 17 year old John. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly. And then we've just sort of progressed from there and, uh, Spent a long time doing volunteer youth leading and then stepping into being on staff at, at a couple of churches now. So, how, how long have you been in ministry total and then how long have you been serving where you're serving now? So, I've been in ministry since 2005, so okay. 12, coming up 12 years. And uh, my wife and I actually uh, did mission work over in the Middle East for a couple of years to begin with. And then um, that has stepped into youth ministry uh, at, at in, in churches and also youth and young adult ministry in, in missions as well. 
Uh, but right now I'm at Roeville Baptist Church here in the eastern suburbs of, of Melbourne. And uh, I've okay. been here coming up 18 months uh, next month, it must be. So that's been, been terrific and, and, yeah, really love, love doing what I do. Well, that's, that's great. That's great to know that, uh, that there are other folks that are in that 12-year mark of youth ministry and still enjoying it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, finding, right. Finding, finding fun things to do. So, uh, John, kind of in that 12, 13 years of, of working in youth ministry in different capacities, what is one of your favorite youth ministry moments? Either something that was like like defining or hilarious or just in a way that really solidified that this is the thing that you want to do for a long time. Yeah, yeah, look, that's a great question. I reckon I reckon it revolves around people, you know, being able to walk with people, disciple people, the privilege of being in people's lives. Um, seeing young people and young adults grow in their faith, wrestle with deep questions. Like that's not a particular defining moment per se, but stuff like doing baptisms. Earlier this year we had one service and we baptised seven people. Uh, for a church of 200 people, that is a significant moment in the life of the church and significant in the life of our youth and young adult ministry. Um, stuff like doing... Doing the weddings of youth group kids that you used to lead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, absolutely. I mean, that, you know, reveals a certain age, obviously, of which I am. But uh, <laughs> it also, you know, speaks of the way in which you walk with people in the, those sort of moments, uh, significant yeah. seasons of their life. Um, I suppose one defining sort of thing that has helped me develop the way in which I approach youth ministry was we had a couple come to uh, a Bible study we were running and we would just have dinner, we would open the Bible, we would pray together and uh, we would just go through passage by passage, verse by verse sort of, mm-hmm. sort of idea. And uh, this, is, this is more young adult age, sort of just late teens, early, early 20s. Uh, but the couple that came along, one of them wasn't, wasn't a believer and so they came mm-hmm. along and then six months later, she sort of says, oh, hey, guys, I became a Christian this week. And all of us are like, what? Like, where, how did that happen? Where did you do that? What, <laughs> how did that? How does that work? Yeah. What, are you, what are you telling us? Like, like uh, how? And um, uh, so we're all picking our chins up off the floor at that point. And she says, well, I've just been coming along and we've just been reading the Bible together. And... You know, I, I believe. I'm, I'm a believer. And, like, to me, that really solidified the power of, of God's word and mm. being able to, to work within people's hearts by just doing, you know, dinner and opening the Bible together and praying together and being there for one another. So I think that's the 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 the, the uncomplicated or simple gospel. No, and that's and that's it, right? And that's one of the things that I think for so many of us, especially in youth ministry, there is that like like pull to to have amazing like programs or like themes or events, camps, retreats, and yet you know here is this person. You know they, they talk about. You know the the average age that people come to know or come come to faith is you know like thirteen or less, and you've got this young adult lady who's coming to Bible study weekly. That in the very simplicity of studying Scripture and eating and praying together says, "I believe." Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely, and, absolutely. And that's, 
Uh, man, that that'll reaffirm that'll reaffirm your call. That's good, man. No, that's absolutely, good. <laughs> absolutely. Keeping it simple. That's uh, yeah. I mean, well, I think that keeping it simple takes the takes. It's powerful. Yeah, it's, it's a way of, of 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 not taking any of the power out of it, right? Because like you know, if if you go and and all the things are put together in such a way that you know maybe you would walk away thinking was it you know was it what we did or is it what god did but if it's the very simple then there's no confusion about you know who 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 is in the best possible way who is to blame <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely just along for the ride just along for that's the ride right. that's right that's right we're just we're here and we meet weekly and god moves and that's it that's what we do we do yeah. we 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 set the time and god shows up and it's amazing yeah Okay. Absolutely. Well, not all. Not always is it so simple or so pure or so life changing. I mean, not every Sunday do we baptize seven people. <laughs> so, John, give us give us some insight um, to maybe one of the tough times. Maybe in the course of twelve years, was there ever a night where you were like, "Yeah, I think this is my last one, and I think we're done here," but you didn't quit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well. I, if I'm fully honest, every time I preach, I almost want to do that. I, <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with my own preaching that I feel like, oh, gee, if I'm boring myself. Do you ever stand up and say, this is my last sermon, so here you go? <laughs> I haven't, but I've certainly felt that when I've uh, stepped way, down. Okay. okay. <laughs> but um, maybe a bit more seriously, I think it's probably, um, it's actually probably never to do with the, the kids or the, the, the night itself, uh, particularly these days, it's actually more to do with like church politics, um, okay. stuff like relationships that are breaking down, conflicted situations within. Yes, it's more to do with, to do with church politics and okay. relationships at that level uh, yeah, yeah. than actually, you know, kids being disrupt- disruptive on a, on a certain night or, uh, not not following instruction as well as you would, right, um, right, right. I mean that those, those all seem to fit in like the bubbles of like what we expect. It's it's the it's the parent that wants things a certain way, or it's the church leader that has decided that they're going to change the course of the youth ministry for you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So it's uh, you know you put your heart and soul into things, and then people come up you know to you and say, oh, you know, we should be doing this. We're not doing enough. Um, yeah, and particularly focused on other. their child or, or whatever. Um, yeah, that, it's that stuff that sort of grates you and, and brings you, you down rather than the, mm. oh, yeah, we put a hole through the window and we busted a light this evening. But oh, Right, right, right. We, we spilt yeah. the soda everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we made, a, we made a horrible mess of the bathroom and you shouldn't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's yeah. that's still my favorite camp stories. Is I had a couple young men. Um, I, I guess they were just feeling a moment of like sinful guilt, uh, <laughs> but I guess they had released a stink bomb in the bathroom, and immediately after they did so, came and told me it was us. We did it. Don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes, sometimes it's yeah. The kid, the kids seem to have a little more of an innocence to them. Of like when they mess up, they seem to know it sometimes. Yeah, uh, but absolutely. I love what you said, John, because I think you named the tension for a lot of youth pastors, which is we see the power of it being simple and what God can do when we let God do what God can do, and yet we have folks 
that say things like I wish we had more or I wish you did more and I think that that creates a lot of of tension for a youth ministry leader. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think there's there's pressure coming from everywhere like you're the youth pastor but you're not solely just responsible for a bunch of teenagers. You are actually got relationships with your senior pastor, with your uh, elder board or your deacons or whatever your leadership team might be. You've got parents, um, you've got other colleagues, uh, you've got other ministry leaders that you're, you're in relationship with and how it all fits and the pressure coming from different, you know, different ministry areas or different people who, uh, who have yes. responsibility for other things is, uh, it, it can be can be overwhelming at some point, at some time, and, and I think that doesn't get talked about enough, right? Like, I think some youth ministers live in a reality where they just want to like do youth ministry, whatever that means, and they don't realize that we have to have meetings with our senior pastor and the leadership team and parents and all these other pieces that help kind of like fully round out what the job requires. And Absolutely. yeah, sometimes, sometimes those are the things that it's not, it's not in the title, but it's part of the job. Absolutely. <laughs> so sure. To be a good youth minister means you've also got to be a really good team player to your fellow ministers and a really great supporter of your senior pastor. Cause it takes the whole team and it's not it just you. So yeah, that's good. Yep. That's good. Yep, absolutely. John, give us this, because I've never got to ask this question a continent away uh, with an ocean between us. But what <laughs> what is your – because you're a listener to After 9. So that's one of the ways that we got connected is that you were listening to After 9 in the yep. gym. Reached out to us and said, hey, we said, hey, we need bloggers. And you said, hey, I write blogs. And so we got connected. And so you've listened before and you're familiar with the show. But give us an Australian after nine question. So you're, you're finishing up youth group and sending the kids home on, on, a, on a Thursday evening uh, or a Friday evening for the weekend stuff. Like what, what's kind of going through your, through your mind of like what are you like self-checking or asking as you kind of wind up an evening of youth group? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think we we gather. Uh, you know, our volunteer leaders, myself, we all gather after after the evening is done and debrief a bit, like like probably most youth ministries do. Or, or I imagine they do. Um, and so we are always asking the question: Did we have a significant conversation with someone okay. this morning, uh, this evening? Did we have a a significant conversation with one of the young people that came along to our program tonight, and just sharing with one another what that okay what, whether we did or not, and then what what that was or what that was not. is that is that kind of like a time that happens every week where I mean, is is it almost small group for your leaders? I mean, is it kind of a twenty to thirty minute time with your leaders to kind of share every week, or what does that kind of look like? Yeah, it's probably twenty. 20 minutes after our, our program's okay. finished, we've packed up all the equipment. We just come together and then uh, just sort of talk through how was, how were the games, how was the talk, how was, um, uh, you know, any of the, our people, how were they, uh, yeah. how, how was the welcoming, you know, how, how did the night go? Um, okay. And we want to particularly focus on on relationship and sharing yeah. whether or not we had significant conversations, particularly okay. when we broke up into small groups or things like that. Um, yeah, what what's going on in the life of our our young people, and and mm-hmm. wanting to follow that through. Now, in my head, sometimes I go home and I'm just like, oh, what else do I need to get done? So my mind will go to task <laughs> and okay, uh, to task. Okay, yeah. To, 
Yeah, task. Ta- yeah, task. <laughs> uh, so, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> just the accents there. Um, yeah. yeah, so rather than keeping it, you know, on, on vision and, um, you know, what we're doing more broadly. Connection and relationship. You know, I want to, my mind will want to go to task, but that, that, not really helpful, you know. It doesn't. Okay. I end up. Picking so, so up. you, so you have like a formal structure set up for you and your leaders to meet. Like they know, like, hey, when we get done, we're all going to meet up with John and we're going to talk about significance. But then your own personal struggle is to immediately kind of slip into what other work do I have to get done? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, okay, that's, that's, okay, that's fascinating. Okay, okay. Well, let's break that down in the two pieces that it is. Sure. Um, well, well, give give us some more because I think that's fascinating that you set up. Because some folks will answer the after or, or ask the afternoon question, did tonight work or was it effective? And they're almost like kind of scorecarding it. Was tonight an A, a B, or a seven or an eight? Yep. And so I think it's interesting to use the word significant. So what what is some of the ways of you meeting with your leaders on kind of this weekly basis? Like what how would you kind of um, quantify for us like what's significant? Like what are some of your stories with your leaders of like significance when they get together? Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, being able to share not just, oh, I had a good small talk conversation with Sally, okay. but rather, yeah. oh, Sally came to me this evening and is really struggling at school as as she's been bullied by some of the other okay. kids. Or um, uh, James you know, talked about uh, one of his friends looking like he's getting into drugs and Mm -hmm. he doesn't know how to deal with that and he doesn't know how to go to them and say, Mm -hmm. hey, you shouldn't be doing that or he doesn't know how to help them in that situation and he's got a heart for doing that. And so it's like that's that's a pretty extreme example of the drugs one but there's, there's a conversation around... Small talk, how was your week, how's school going, da-da-da-da-da. But yeah, at, the, yeah. at the end of the day, we want to get a bit more of a solid relationship where they feel okay. that they can come to us with anything and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this or yeah. my self-esteem's not going very well, my mental health's not going well, my parents mm. are, are struggling at home and I'm not enjoying the fighting that's happening in the household. So... We, we, we're telling each other at those sort of leader debrief meetings, hey, just watch out for this, you know, or, or someone, you know, why don't you go follow them up um, this week? Check in with them, send them a text, you know, um, contact them at home. Uh, mm. So we can put into place some follow-up as well as realising, yeah. hey, we are here for, for people. Mm. Yeah. Is that something that you that you formalize? I mean, will you take notes on these conversations, or just kind of make mental note of? I'll of probably make mental note initially, and then I might just whack it in my phone on one of my apps. Okay. Okay. Is, is that is that part of the the next process of like once you leave that meeting, you start thinking of all the things you need to do because you've got the phone back out and you're adding those notes, and then you're seeing your, your like your task list. Is that <laughs> is that what that shift? Because like like I know that like if I just walked out of a meeting where all my leaders were sharing these like like you know these like like powerful impactful moments, like it, it would it would be it would be difficult. But I also understand like it would create this like 
like wave of like oh, I have so much more to do, right? Like there's yeah. so much good that happened, and then there like creates that like like tidal wave of like, and now I have more to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and um, it's you, you do go to that, and and I think over time I've probably learnt to go. Look, if a night's gone bad and we haven't really had any significant conversations, we'll be back next week, folks. Yeah, so, okay. you know, yeah, yeah. it'll be all right. It'll be okay, all right. Okay, so you, you find ways to pastor into that moment. Okay, because not every <laughs> not every night are you going to have a great Sally conversation. You're going to have some nights where they all are pretty small and pretty, pretty, pretty menial stuff. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But you're always also thinking, like, how can we make that better? What could we do? What could we adjust? Uh, you are walking away yeah. with all those sort of thoughts. But, but sometimes that over, overtakes the enjoyment and the satisfaction in what actually occurred okay. that night. Um, okay. So you just got to be careful about that balance, probably. Well, okay. So that's, that's the second part I wanted to ask you is: so when your mind starts to drift into like the work that needs to be done, or the task list that seems to be growing, or, yeah. uh, or getting longer as, as, as you're whacking away in your phone, like what uh, is, is that? Something you, do you try to stop that? Do you kind of like try to like like put the brakes on that, or do you have like a way of like just you know writing it all down so that way you just know the next time I get a chance to work on this, I will? Or how do you kind of uh, self-manage that like kind of rush to work and do more yeah I probably um, I probably just put it in the to-do list and if it's urgent it'll make the the next week's you know okay. to-do list and, and get get ticked off there if it's not so urgent it will sit there in the to-do list in the box the next significant meeting when you're like oh yeah yeah and I'll be like Oh yeah, I need to get onto that. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That sort of moves up the. Yeah, I better get better get onto that. Okay. Um, okay. But in terms of of self care, it is it is trying to just take a bigger perspective on things. I think that's you know just be patient. It is a patient work. Like it's not all going to happen overnight, and um, so so just be a bit patient about it. It is a good lesson in patience. I think youth ministry. Ironically, yes, for, for a job that is full of so much energy and so much bouncing off the walls, ironically, it is also maybe one of the best jobs in learning patience, and so that's good. Okay, yeah. yeah. For, for kids for kids that can't listen for longer than seven minutes, we're the ones learning patience. That's great. No, it's, it's, a, great, it's a great twist. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like people growing and stuff. It's not like they, they become right. mature believers in in – Three weeks. It's it's long, steady, week by week That's work. Right. Yeah, it's, we youth ministers are gardeners in a fast food world, right? Like absolutely. we are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're we're, we're 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 growing vegetables in a McDonald's world, and it's just. Uh, I think I think for a lot of young youth pastors, like, and we'll get that in the next question. Like yeah. under three years of experience, they're just trying to like turn out hamburgers at McDonald's for youth ministry. But there's something about like nine, 10, 11 years in youth ministry when you realize there's nothing I can do that's cool or awesome or, you know, effective enough that's going to turn this kid around tomorrow. (laughs) There is no work of me. Uh, There's nothing I can put on my task list for the next time I get to it that's going to make this kid just like fixed or done or turned around. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a, 
And yeah, so for for all the for all the fast food we eat as youth ministers, we actually are just growing vegetables in the garden. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, this next question, John, is one that we talked about a little bit before because you've actually really written on this topic. And so I'm going to ask you to pick a little bit, and then we'll refer folks to your your excellent article that has like 11, 11 of these. Yeah, sure. Uh, but if you had a time machine and could go back in time and tell first year youth ministry self, eighteen year old, nineteen year old John. Uh, what advice would you give to early years youth minister John? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, I reckon there's probably three things I'd, I'd like. I've probably got in mind three significant ones, okay, uh, or, or main ones, priorities. Um, first is is how hard it is to sustain okay. a really vibrant, active faith with Jesus. And that's not mm-hmm. to say it's not there and it's not not active, but there needs to be some intentionality about taking the time out and spending life with Jesus, not just 10 minutes or seven minutes doing your devotional or doing your uh, mixing your teaching in and thinking that that's your devotional life with Jesus. Yeah. Like it is, it is hard and there are demands and your, your rhythms of the week are all out because you're working late or picking up an early, um, an early breakfast meeting or something, or you, you, you know, you're going late because of the youth ministry night. Um, they, the rhythms can come out, can, can disrupt that, that regular, um, sort of time with, with him. So I think that, that's probably surprised me, surprising how hard that has been. You know, considering yeah. you think when you're young, oh, you're youth pastor, oh, you must be always connected right. with Jesus in some form. You get, you get paid to pray, right? That's like- right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that, is, that is harder than, than, what, than what you originally think. But mm. the second one would be, I reckon just acknowledging the privileged position you have in being able to walk with, uh, with young people and their families. like. Okay. Like we get to be part of their lives, part of their different seasons of life, of their significant moments, the, the achievements that they have through school or through sport or through other extracurricular activities that they do, music or art or whatever. Like we we get to see them grow. And, yeah. And like that's a privilege, you know. Like, it is. It is. And, and I mentioned before, you know, being able to take people, your youth leader weddings or your youth groupers weddings. Yeah, like, yeah. You know that being able to see people um, grow up in in that way and, and mature in that way is is a big big privilege, I think. Mm. Uh, and the third one's probably one that that I've learned more recently is that we're not here to like fix people, like mm. we're here to to pastor them and, and provide them with grace. You know, let them know that God loves them and that. That they are in Christ and that they um, have the God of the universe as someone that they can they can call upon and mm. rely upon and um, believe in and and follow and and comfort them and give them peace like you know it's a gospel of peace it's a gospel that um, provides grace Ephesians two mm. you know it's it's a gospel mm. of grace and so. If we can somehow impart that to them uh, in our ministry, even when they're teenagers, you know, um, 
we're not we we might need to fix them in a little bit like uh, give them some guidance and advice in some areas some rough um, edges yeah yeah <laughs> but but also we need to throw out a lot of grace you know because mm-hmm. life is not is not easy for a teenager or for a 65 year old retiring or a 45 year old mum and dad you know so which yeah. for a lot of us we 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 heard that when we were 16 and then when we're older we find out it's true and i think that's the again that slow work of youth ministry is that we were telling them things that are true and will continue to be more true as they get older and i think about you know, it's 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 like you shared. It's you know, you talk about love a lot. And you talk about dating a lot as a youth minister, and then one day you get to help marry them, right? Like, <laughs> like that's, that's right. it, yeah. eventually there's that payoff moment of when they find love or they realize that God was there uh, to call upon all along, and it and it may not happen when they're fourteen. But when they're 34 and they lose their job and their you know their marriage is on the brink, um, they'll call you and say, I, "I learned that what you said was was very true." <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Or they call and they go, "Hey, can we catch up?" You know, we need. I yeah. need to talk with yeah. you. You know, and you're like, "That's a great privilege." You know, I haven't seen you for five years. You've, we've only seen each other on social media, but yet you're wanting to you know catch up again and and you know. Yeah, lay your heart out on the line again. So yeah, that's yeah, great. Well, good. No, so we'll link to the other ones, man, because you have written, a, I think, an amazing. It ought to be a chapter in a book of the things that folks ought to know um, that are they're some of the most important things in youth ministry, especially in those early years. Thanks, Mike. No worries. People love the practical tips. So, John, before you go, help us out and give us one practical tip or application or thing you're doing or thing you've downloaded that's making your time in youth ministry better. Yeah, sure. I think I've, I've over the years, I've found myself having a great colleague support team. So other youth pastors okay. or pastors that have been youth pastors but now moved up into – to maybe a senior pastor role or, or a, a bigger oversight role um, okay. where, where I can go to them and, you know, they're asking me the hard questions, they're asking how life is with Jesus for me, how it's going at church, what the, how the ministry is going, how it's going with my marriage. Um, they're asking those sort of questions. They're there to support. And uh, I think if you don't have that, I, I would feel very, very alone. And so mm. the tip is, if you know someone, either they're in the, your same area or whether, you, you know, like we've done, we've connected online. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that right. that's right. Start, start building that, that support team from very early on. Um, as soon as you get in there, start connecting with someone in your denomination or in your area that, that is in a similar boat to you and you just yeah. meet up, have coffee, chat about what it's like and you go, hey, there are actually people who are dealing with the same stuff I am. And, that's good. Uh, and that, that's, that's, I think that's, that's the most beneficial support. That has, for me, that has led on into, you know how like you have missionaries in your church and they send like prayer letters and they're, yeah, usually, pretty, yeah, yeah. You know, they're usually pretty boring because they're just black and white. But um, right. <laughs> I, I, I took that idea and I went, hey, a prayer team would be helpful. And so yeah. I've ended up actually having seven or eight guys 
that every few weeks I'll whip out two or three prayer points and they'll be praying okay. for me. And that's a, yeah, yeah. that's a practical thing that's do, really Do you happening. mail them a letter? Do you, do you put a letter in the mail to them? No, I don't. I do oh, just okay. do an email. I do one. Okay, okay. I do one point about, um, about me personally. The second point is about uh, my family. And the third point is about the ministry itself. And then I usually give a bit of a highlight. And so it's like five sentences, all done. But they've got something tangible that they can pray for. Uh, That's good. You know, yeah. So well, and I think you, I think you said it right too. The community that's not just your denomination and not just your your city or your area or your region, but both, right? Like you, you need you need friends that are um, in the same maybe like structural stuff that you're in, but you also need folks that are ministering to the same you know community you're ministering to um, or just really good friends online that don't know each other. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> in any other way than that we both like youth ministry and we're, and it's, it's good to talk to somebody. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's like, you got, you got to account for all those levels uh, and it, and is as relational as that sound. I think it's as practical as it gets. Well, John, obviously you write, you blog, you're a good friend for after nine, but what are some other ways folks could maybe connect with you if they wanted to, if they wanted to send you some prayer points, how could they send you some prayer points <laughs> sure, or if I they can, want to email uh, you or contact you? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, my blog is johncombs.com, J-O-N-C-O-O-M-B-S.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter occasionally at JP Coombs <laughs> and, uh, just send me an email, jcombs at rovillebaptist.org.au. Happy to connect and, and help you out if you need some help or just have a chat if that's something you need to. So, um, Or if you just want to talk Aussie football, right? Or like, if you want is, to talk Aussie is, football, yeah. That would be I mean, great. Like this, I didn't. I didn't know. So there's there is there is American football. Uh, some there's some people talk about Canadian football. There are very few and far between. And then there is what most of the world knows is football. But then there's Aussie football, which involves uprights, um, but is is very different. This is so. This is uh, lear- learnings from colleagues, right? So absolutely. Uh, so Aussie rules. <laughs> that is our national ga- one of our national games, and okay. uh, we. Uh, we down here in Melbourne, you, you know, support it very, very strongly. <laughs> and uh, you would do, I think you just need a YouTube AFL football Done. and uh, Done. you'll get the idea. But you okay. do need to go for the North Melbourne Kangaroos. As long as you go for that All right, team, so that, that's, that, no drama. That's, that's one more plug. So for John, John Combs, John, johncombs.com for the blog, JP for the Twitter, uh, for the email, but then for sport affiliation, we're going to leave you with a little taste of the fight and ruse from North Melbourne. <laughs> right. Thanks, well, John, it, it has been a, a joy to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for chatting with us, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. No worries. Thanks, Mike. Join in the chorus and sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. Alright, there you have it, our amazing interview with our Aussie friend, 
John Coombs. Uh, check out his blogs. His writings are great. Not only is he a fun interview, but an excellent writer with amazing insight for all of our folks here and abroad. Here's an iTunes review for After Nine from ZT Ford. My favorite youth ministry podcast. I don't even remember how I came across this podcast, but I'm so glad that I did. As a youth pastor, it is great to hear some of the humorous and practical stories, tips, and suggestions regarding youth ministry. If you're in youth ministry in any capacity, I recommend adding this to your weekly listen. So if you are listening this week, thank you. Add us to the weekly thing. Subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you, ZT Ford. Hope you guys are having an amazing week. Prayers for your summer, and we'll see you back real soon. Find us on Twitter or Facebook at After Nine Ministry or visit www.afternineministry.com to subscribe and learn more.